Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Golinski and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello, everyone. I'm the one that's called Dr. Dennis Becker, and my colleague is right here with me. She is Robin Galinsky. Robin, we're on the air. Welcome. Hello, everybody. I want to introduce our guest, Rich. We'll bring him in. There he is. Hello, Rich. Hello. How nice to meet you. Rich and Robin, this is Robin. This is Rich, and we're going to be talking today about manipulation, Rich, as we've told you before. Would you tell our viewers and listeners just a little bit about yourself, what you do for a living, and then we'll get into some of the questions and some of the examples. Would you mind doing that? Sure. My name is Rich, and I used to be a CPA a long time ago, about 30 years ago, and accounting background. And I really didn't enjoy the accounting, but I, I really like automating accounting systems and integrating them for large corporate enterprises. And I'm an independent consultant, and I've been doing that for decades now. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on in these massive projects. Usually, hundreds of people working on them, millions of dollars being spent. And there's a lot of there's a lot of ego and the tribal warfare going on. A lot of manipulation on both sides. Sounds mm-hmm. juicy. It sounds <laughs> juicy. Try make, right. juicy. Just, just try to make accounting system software as juicy as you can. Yeah, right. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's one of the. One of the reasons we invited Rich to be with us today because of the incredible background that he has and exposure that he's had to manipulation of all sorts. And some of it extends to the definition we were talking about just a few minutes ago, Rich, before you came on, we were talking about definition of nefarious and extending it to some of the practices that we find in in industry today. And so that may cover a lot of the things that you talked about as well. So they don't seem as nefarious as perhaps they really are. But And in addition to all of that, we've invited you on because you are willing to share with us some of the manipulative tactics that you have been exposed to in your life. So would you set us up just a little bit as to what kind of manipulative experiences you've had in your life? And then perhaps we'll chat with you, ask you questions and see where the conversation goes. And and by the way, folks, if you'd like to submit a question, you can always do that online. Producer Dave records all of those. If we have time, we'll take your questions right here live on the air. And if not, we answer everything that you send us. So don't hesitate. Put it in the Mm -hmm. chat and we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay, Rich, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I had a question. I wasn't sure if we were going to stick with my corporate background and and work-related manipulation, which there's plenty of and a good lesson I want to share, but or we were going to do that. Go, back, go back chronologically further or... or uh, Whatever you want, Rich. Childhood. Anything you yeah, think wherever. would be helpful. If it's, a, if it's a brief, if this is a brief guest appearance, well, let's just talk about the way we started talking about my corporate background work, talk about some of the situations there. Mm-hmm. Um, give an example of a I mentioned to you the big projects I'm on, and there's a lot of money on the line. So you talk about a, a bi-directional example of manipulation where I'm guilty as well. And I don't necessarily think it's nefariousness as, as so much of it is maybe being, being maybe, maybe people don't want to, you always want, you don't want to work harder than you have to, to, to make a buck. And so I, for example, I am one of typical software consultants that have a very specialized skill like Liam Neeson. But it's not killing people. It's it's programming a certain <laughs> type of software that large organizations need, and I'm very specialized. So when they bring me in, they they really need my help. Well, 
sometimes I take on too many projects. So we'll start with myself first. Sometimes I take on too many projects. And when I do, because you're trying to, you're trying to make as much money as you can, trying to be, and take on too many projects and you say, yeah, I'll have that done next week. And then you don't get it done. And then the work kind of piles up at your doorstep. Well, in a way you're manipulating because you're kind of controlling the level of work and how it gets done and it affects the other project members. And in a way it's not necessarily nefarious as it might be just careless. And I want to, I do want to communicate that I, that I have gotten better with that and how I have, and we'll get to that. But, but some other consultants were worse than me. They would actually do an improper knowledge transfer so that they would have to be brought back. Uh, or kept an longer. Improper. I got to pause you there. An improper knowledge transfer. Explain in, that in, a little more. Improper being incomplete. Incomplete documentation. Wow. Didn't uh, do the training well enough. So I, it's I, not necessarily illegal, but it's, it's, it's close enough to cause things to go in the direction they would rather have it go. I yeah, and they have to call back and extend their contract. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. So just a way of bilking more money. Yeah. Now me, I, I was, I was guilty of just, maybe it's greed, but just accepting more work than I could handle being mm-hmm. inauthentic, which I'm going to get to because I, this is something I was mm-hmm. taught by, by mindset communications about my authenticity. And I never realized how important it was until this factored in. So the work was piling up at my feet and deadlines were missed. And on a project with a hundred people, there's a lot of integrated deadlines. So there's, there's mm. things that depend on things that depend on things. So if you say you're going to do it by Tuesday and you're two weeks late, it's a lot of stuff that was piling up, but I also want to give you a bi-directional example, not to make it too complicated. So the client being the client could also get manipulative. Now here's how they would do it. If they put me on a certain specific thing, matching my skill set, objective A, and I wasn't getting it finished in time, well, if you if if I do that too long, guess what? Knock knock. A couple weeks later, now in comes Joe. Hey, this is Joe, and Joe has the exact same skill set. They've got another contractor doing the exact same thing I am, and they kind of mm. pit us against each other, and mm. that becomes very stressful. Mm-hmm. I bet. But but what I wanted to, but what I wanted to conclude on this little story is what I what I learned from mindset communications was the thing that got me really to understand about authenticity is that my name, my brand, I'm self-employed, my authenticity is what's critical. And so mm-hmm. I have gotten much better at my quotes, being honest, being realistic. Mm-hmm. Even if I have to give bad news to a project manager that they don't want to hear, even if it costs me a contract or, or a piece of work because, oh, well, that's going to take me a month. And the other guy says it's going to take him two weeks. Good luck getting it done in two weeks. And so the authenticity part really motivates me. And it's, it's helped me with my clients, relationship with my clients tremendously. You think it has cost, any, cost you any business, Rich? On the bigger ones, because they'll call you up and they'll say, we need to, this is what we need done. Here's the specs. Take a look, get back to us tomorrow. How long? And I'm like, mm, that's going to be six months, six months, nine months. And my competitor, and they'll be like, oh, no, we want that in three. We, we, our project says it needs to be done in three. <laughs> so 
That's what the budget says, right? And so no, other competitors would say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that too. Do they do Did it too? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you are reminding me of an exact parallel in real estate, which I used to do. And the classic realtor who comes in and overprices the house to get it under contract for a six month contract. And then they chase the market, dropping the price, dropping the price, dropping the price, right? And the homeowner always says, mm -hmm. well, why should I sell with you when Connie said she'll sell it for more? So mm -hmm. the key is to go in there and say, do you think there might be a reason that Connie is overpricing your house? The other thing I would do is tell them it's unprofessional to just give you a price off the top of my head. We don't even know what you're gonna be competing with when you enter the market. We need to see what the competition is. But anyway, it's the same thing where you tell somebody what they want to hear and they, they reward. Do you really want to reward the, a liar? I mean, obviously you're not going to use that language, but that's the thing. Our society tends to reward manipulators mm -hmm. and it's very frustrating, but I think you're playing the long game. The long game mm -hmm. always works. Yeah, because those clients call me back. But, but I really, when I first heard about the authenticity i had no idea how powerful yeah it could be and i'm i'm yeah. often because because of being the expert telling my clients things not on purpose that they don't want to hear but um but i'm not i i'm not always full of good news i have to mm -hmm. i have to give it right. to them based on reality mm -hmm. and my estimates yep. are much closer to reality so it doesn't affect other parts of the project and it sounds like they're very careful because it's a close line, a very fine line between mm, authenticity and illegality. I mean, you can still be authentic, but if you go a little bit further, you might get more business, but it might be illegal even. In your business, especially, you, you probably see that especially. Many years back, it, and, it, and it's also a form of, like I mentioned, the other consultants that are still, that are still not being above the line on this. We mm -hmm. had a developer, a programmer, he fixed code and he put his user ID in the code. So it would only mm -hmm. run if his user ID was valid. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> when the code ran, it was an accounts receivable program. He, it broke after he left because when a consultant leaves, you deactivate their ID, right? Oh, their ID so he sabotaged. But, wow. but, he, but did he? Because I think it was just, you're under such tight timelines. Again, I think it's laziness. I think it's carelessness, but they, but, but their speed was quick. They did it quick, did the job quickly, but they didn't do it so well. He had to be called back, had to be called back. This is broken. We don't know why. Buried in the code was their ID. Well, now I, another I, program. I, hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. Another program company did find it and was furious and said we should press charges. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say that I think sometimes that it obviously to me is obviously nefarious because it's illegal in some cases. Now, it, it may yeah. be careless, and I suspect there perhaps are not actual laws against doing something like no. you just suggested. That they're not laws, but it sounds very nefarious to me. Could, could you conclude that that's a nefarious thing, even though it's not illegal, Rich? I think it was incredibly careless i don't think it was nefarious i i really okay. don't but just but careless. the carelessness okay. is so but when does carelessness become right if it's your yeah, right. Right. when does right. it i mean without right yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. 
Right, right. Well, that 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 I feel like carelessness could be the plausible deniability, which, because I, without going too deep into coding and how coding works, I would need to know more about why a user ID would be embedded in code. So you're saying there was some sort of efficiency to that? Yeah, that it, some sort of yeah. It was it was so that he could just run it over and over quickly. It was a way. Oh, to put I in see. The, his well, ID, in that but, case. I see. But I yeah, like the yeah. surgeon leaving the scalpel in the, it's, no. Yeah, it's, <laughs> which uh, happens. Which <laughs> right? is a lot more important, but yeah. Rich, yeah, would yeah. you, would you, have you experienced, have you experienced folks who do the work that you do who are intentionally nefarious because they can be, because yeah. nobody really knows, knows how to check their work yeah. or something like that. Is that, oh, yeah. does that, there's a, there's a type of a consultant in my field that their job is to watch jobs run and they oh. have to watch them run because they have this certain skill set where they know if they, they're going to fall over or whatever and the jobs are running. And this, this could be a payroll job for all your payroll for all the employees. It could be a overnight job that runs a bunch of reports for quarter end. Mm -hmm. And these jobs run for hours and they're, they're, their skill set is to schedule them and watch them. Now, when they Wait, do that, on, I just want to clarify that what you mean by jobs, because people might not know computer jobs. Yeah. Mean, computer jobs that run on the server. Yeah. yeah. Cause they might think of it like literally a job. So, right. So, so the they computer take is running for hours processing. Okay. Go ahead. Right. So they take a full-time contract 40 hours a week for one client and then because they're working remote, they take a contract with another client. They do, they do multiple clients. So yeah. they're not really watching. Mm -hmm. Not as well as they should be. No, they're not. And we end up having to call for support because of some job fell over, didn't work properly, and we have to notify them. And yeah, they're 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 doubling their they're doubling up, they're moonlighting and doubling up. And it's yeah, so it's, it's not a, it's not exactly illegal. illegal. Not may not be technically illegal, but it, it, is the contract. it manipulates the contract. It violates the contract. It, it, it does violates violate the contract. Yeah, yeah they're okay. supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, there's there's clauses in the contract for that. I would ask <laughs> you, forty hours. How often does that get pursued? And this goes to my theory. I'll let you answer that. So. No, it's, it has to partly inertia, but the, the time and money. Yeah. I guess inertia would play into it. They don't follow through with prosecuting, prosecuting is not the right word, but pressing for the violations in the contract. Right. And then mm -hmm. therefore that behavior is rewarded and therefore mm -hmm. it's repeated. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, go, it goes so on. Do you see that happening? I've only seen, yeah, I've only seen one example of prosecution, to be honest. And it was a harassment thing related to this, where someone someone set up a, a program in our, the enterprise software to keep logging someone off when they were working Whoa. <laughs> because they didn't like them. And it Ouch. did go to court and they were sued for harassment and they were successful. Wow, that's pretty creative. Yeah. And they really kind of didn't like this other, this other coworker. I guess it reminds me of my daughter they, Victoria. They got, because I was going to be a witness, they got sued. They they got sued. They went to court. They got sued for harassment. Wow! And you wow. could see the codes, and there was no other reason to be in there. The guy kept working. He's like, he called me up later. He's like, do you know why I keep getting locked off? I'm like, no. He called <laughs> me later and told me why. Yeah. Oh wow. It's a lot of tension in the workplace these days. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you call that manipulation, but. Yeah. Well, well yeah, Victoria, when it's 
My, we do. Sorry. Yeah. My daughter, Victoria, did that same thing to her dad on April Fool's. She programmed Microsoft Word to write, Victoria is the queen of the world whenever he wrote the word the. Oh, oh my goodness. Which is really oh funny. my gosh. Really funny April Fool's joke you can do. To oh someone. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, manipulation takes all forms, doesn't it, folks? These uh, are some examples of that. I know we've been talking well, on our. You're allowed on April Fool's. Tell her to send me a resume. Good luck. Good luck with April Fool's. That's the, that's a, that's a, that's a legal manipulation day. <laughs> that's right. So, Rich, we've been talking about the manipulation. I don't know how familiar you are with the show, but we've been talking about manip manipulation in its most egregious form when it's used against another person and sometimes for years and the other person is hurt, dismayed, confused, disorganized, all sorts of negative things. And yet the manipulator, knowing, knowing full well, they pride in it. They like it. It makes them feel good. So this mm -hmm. is the kind of manipulation that we've been talking about. It's much more, I don't know, maybe it's not more, but it's certainly obvious or overt perhaps than what we've been talking about with you. So the delight in a sense about talking with you about this is to, is to learn that this kind of manipulative mindset exists even in your industry where you don't agree. can't call it out. Yeah. <laughs> essentially from business greed, essentially. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and it's and it's more insidious. There's yeah. something to the insidiousness of it that, in my opinion, definitely makes it nefarious because it's very, mm. very hard to discover mm. it, point your finger at it. Well, we know that manipulators love plausible deniability. Like that's mm. one of their go to. That's why they're ambiguous when they speak. Because they can always say, what? Mm -hmm. I didn't mean that. You didn't oh, you, mean, oh, you don't understand. Yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. So it's well, going to happen. I, but, I, but coming Go down ahead. to the greed, I mean, it, it, I, I, besides the last example, which was just pure anger, where they were logging the user out, oh, the program yeah. was. The other ones, it's just, to me, laziness and greed, just trying to swallow up and, and overcommit and overcommit on your promises. But again, I, I am finding I'm making more by being authentic with my brand and my name. Yeah. yeah. Good and for you. Long game. More. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Clients yeah. are happier. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I bet you sleep better at night too. Because You'll be happier. The thing, the thing that's really important. <laughs> yes. A lot less stressful. You can't get away yeah. from you. So when yeah. you know you're not doing something right, it haunts a good yep. person will be haunted yep. by that. True manipulators yep. are not haunted. They're never haunted. They sleep like nope. a baby. But <laughs> the stress part, though, is, yeah. But the, about the stress part with me is that there is stress, but it's up front. So if you say, I'm always telling the manager, oh, here he comes with that real estimate. So we get that up up front, right? And then it gets, mm. then it's on paper and it's behind mm. us or it's not. Mm. But either way, it's. It's not coming later. I'm not sleeping going, oh, man, I told him that would be done Monday. I'm not yeah. there on a Sunday night, right? Mm -hmm. So there is some stress in the front, mm -hmm. but at least it, it's Right, it's off. the stress of telling somebody something they don't want to hear. Yeah. But yeah. the beauty of that is, is the jobs that you do get, you know that you're living in reality. But the feeling that you have when you know that you kind of told them you can do something in less time than you can, and then you get the job, you're not clicking your heels and jumping up and down you're freaking out going oh, okay now what i told him something i can't do now i'm gonna 
chase your tail the whole time and you feel yeah. it erodes another, how you erodes your confidence another I, benefit I, of it though well, as you said rich the way of putting it up front another benefit of that to me is that the client begins to know that clients begin to know you as a person of authenticity and truth and integrity and not trying to sneak things around and put a last minute stuff on oh i didn't tell you about that or whatever so i i would agree with you i think that putting it up front Sometimes it's a, it's a little iffy and you don't know if they're going to go for it, but it's truth. And that kind of truth always wins out in the end. So congratulations for doing it that way from my viewpoint. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it, it's hard to learn, but yeah, the value of authenticity in your brand, but yeah. It is hard to learn. Right. I see that producer Dave is putting a yeah. link at the bottom of the screen, which is where anybody can go to find out how to get in touch with Dennis and I to get the book, the podcast, mm -hmm. the soon to be app. We'll all be at that website. Mm -hmm. So please connect with us. Um, and Rich, I, thank you for connecting with us, for being our guest sure. today. This is a, a different kind of manipulation than what we've been talking about. So we really are glad that you were here. You've led us and led our listeners and viewers into a, a different realm of manipulation. But as you said, it's there and it's just a little bit more. And as Robin has been saying, it's a little bit more insidious than perhaps what we've been talking about, and what we talk about in the book, but very real. And I want to thank you for being our guest and for being willing to talk about this in public. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. Now, Robin, before we leave, we have time to just say goodbye to everybody and to invite them to be with us next month at this time. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap this up, Robin? No, just reach out to us if you think of any other things like we talked about today, any other industries, any other forms of manipulation that may be below humanity's radar so that mm. we can continue to push the evolution of a better world. <laughs> I know that's ambitious, but a better, more authentic world. <laughs> it, what you say is lovely, but below humanities, that was, that was gorgeous. Thank you, Robin, for that. <laughs> and thank you, Dave, Rich, again, for being with us. And producer Dave, thank you, folks, for giving us this time and being with us. And we'll be here again next month. At We're at the first Friday of every month. We'll be here at the same time. So be with us and you know how to reach us. If there's anything you can do for for anything we can do for you we will do it that's robin galinsky and i'm dennis becker thanks for listening and bye for now thank you for being with us today on today's episode of outwitting the manipulator protecting yourself in real time robin and dennis are seasoned communication experts not medical or therapeutic professionals the thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time, and Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time.